Welcome to Pictures of Grace, a Fraser 365 Advent devotional. My name is Chris Montgomery, senior pastor of Fraser Church, and I'm so glad you're on this Advent journey with us. May the Lord bless you today as we learn about His unmerited grace. Welcome to Day 34 of Pictures of Grace, an Advent devotional reading. Today's title is Falling Down to Worship Him. I want to share with you a few quotes from some great men of God. Robert Weber said, Worship is a meeting between God and His people. When the worshiper is brought into personal contact with the one who gives meaning and purpose to life, from this encounter the worshiper receives strength and courage to live with hope in a fallen world. Timothy J. Christensen said, If worship is just one thing we do, everything becomes mundane. If worship is one thing we do, everything takes on eternal significance. And Eugene Peterson said, Worship does not satisfy our hunger for God. It whets our appetite. Today's text comes from Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. In recent years, there's been more clarity regarding the wise men who came to worship Jesus. For years, nativity scenes depicted wise men around the birth of Jesus. Now, some people are removing the wise men and putting them somewhere else in the house to symbolize the fact that they didn't arrive until sometime later. Here is how Bruce Barton explains it in his commentary on Matthew. Most scholars believe that the traditional non-biblical picture of the wise men arriving at the manger is incorrect based on clues given in this chapter. More likely, the wise men arrived sometime after Jesus' birth. Jesus is called a child in 2, 9, and 11 rather than a baby or infant used in Luke 2, 12. And the wise men went to a house, 
chapter 2, verse 11, not to a stable. The fact that Herod had all the baby boys under two years old killed, chapter 2, verse 16, may mean that a couple of years had passed between Jesus' birth and this visit. If so, apparently Mary and Joseph decided to remain for a time in Bethlehem instead of returning after the census taking from Luke 2, 1 through 5 to Nazareth. No matter what time they got there, these men worshiped Jesus. Verse 11 states that they fell down and worshiped him. The New Testament word fell down here means to descend from a standing position to a prostrate position. The word for worship here means to kiss the ground. The Greek language of the New Testament uses two words here to double emphasize the fact that these wise men got on their faces before the Lord. Make no mistake, their wonder and their awe of who Jesus was led them to humble themselves before him and fall to the ground in worship. Ronald Allen gives this profound discussion on worship in his book, Worship Rediscovering the Missing Jewel. What, then, is the essence of worship? Is it the celebration of God? When we worship God, we celebrate Him. We extol Him. We sound His praises. We boast in Him. Worship is not the casual chatter that occasionally drowns out the organ prelude. We celebrate God when we allow the prelude to attune our hearts to the glory of God by the means of music. Worship is not the mumbling of prayers or the mouthing of hymns with little thought and less heart. We celebrate God when we join together earnestly in prayer and intensely in song. Worship is not self-aggrandizing words or boring cliches. When one is asked to give a testimony, we celebrate God when all of the parts of the service fit together and work to a common end. Worship is not grudging gifts or compulsory service. We celebrate God when we give to Him hilariously and serve Him with integrity. Worship is not haphazard music done poorly, not even great music done merely as a performance. We celebrate God when we enjoy and participate in music to His glory. Worship is not a distractive endurance of the sermon. We celebrate God as we hear His word gladly and seek to be conformed by it more and more to the image of our Savior. Worship is not hurried motions of attacked on Lord's table. We celebrate God preeminently when we fellowship greatly at the ceremonial meal that speaks so centrally of our faith in Christ who died for us, who rose again on our behalf, and who is to return for our good. As a thoughtful gift is a celebration of a birthday, as a special evening out is a celebration for an anniversary. As a warm eulogy is a celebration of a life. As a meaningful embrace is a celebration of a marriage. So a worship service is a celebration of God. As we close today, let's think about our own worship. Does your wonder lead to worship? When is the last time you've been on your face before the Lord in worship? How does going face down put you in a proper position and attitude to approach Jesus? Do you go to church to worship, or do you bring your worship to church? What's the difference between the two? Pray with me.
Father, you're the reason we worship. Help us to worship you in spirit and truth with every ounce of our being, for you alone are worthy.